Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I'm excited about what I think may be the next big thing in anti-inflammatory supplements, a brand new all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health Liquid Extract from Future Farm Botanicals. Black for Health combines four plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black cumin seed, and black peppercorn containing high levels of body-ready healing botanicals. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, and weight management, circulation, and immunity. It's a tasty supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information or to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuture. Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to Layla Ways In, where every week I weigh in on topics of interest, health issues, topics in the news, scientific research, what they're revealing, what they're uncovering, things that I'm compelled to tell you about, given our, given our health here and across the world, uh, topics that I think are, are, should be important to you and your family. And this also includes our chronic diseases, heart disease, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, obesity, right? Uh, the, the one coming up lately is dementia and Alzheimer's, which is uh, type 3 diabetes. We like to call Alzheimer's type 3 diabetes because it's insulin resistance of the brain. The brain is not preferring glucose. It's going to do better on ketones. But I'm bringing this to you from, from Integrative Medicine, a clinician's journal. Now, we know there are a lot of people, a lot of you out there are taking Lipitor, Zocor, you're taking a statin that your doctor has given you. You've not had a heart attack or anything like that, but they want to give you, they want to put you on Lipitor or Zocor or Crestor because your cholesterol is, quote, too high, right? They probably didn't even talk to you about dietary measures or even send you to a qualified uh, uh, nutritionist or, or a dietitian uh, to help you, to help correct, to implement lifestyle measures, your diet, your 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 exercise, your movement, your your cooking methods, all of the above, the foods you choose, how you live, uh, to help with to maintain optimal lipid levels. So instead, you're just given a script for a statin drug. That's basically what happens with your general practitioner, maybe your cardiologist, your internist, your primary care physician. Well, guess what? Uh, according to this, Statin use further linked to vascular calcifications. This is a new paper released 
This month, March 20, uh, the last month, March 2021. So statin use is further linked to vascular calcification. A new cross-sectional clinical study published in Cao Siung, Journal of Medical Sciences, adds to the evidence that statins, which is a heavily prescribed cholesterol medication, may enhance calcium accumulation in the artery and the arterial wall by inhibiting vitamin K-dependent proteins involved in vascular protection. Can you believe it? Let me read it again. Statins, there is evidence now that statins, a heavily prescribed cholesterol medication, may enhance calcium accumulation in the arterial wall by inhibiting vitamin K-dependent proteins involved in vascular protection. Yes, you heard me right. Statins are the first-line drugs in the prevention and treatment of established atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. Paradoxically, this intensive statin therapy has been shown to increase vascular calcification and accelerate its progression. The aim of the recently published study called Statins, Vascular Calcification, and Vitamin K-Dependent Proteins, Is There a Relation? That's the title of the study. Was to find a relation between statin use, coronary calcification, and the vitamin K-dependent proteins as a possible mechanism mediating statins procalcification. So is this actually happening? That this particular mechanism is mediating how the statins are causing calcification in the coronary arteries. So, quote, according to the study, statins negatively influence vitamin K status. To that end, to that end, supplementation with vitamin K2, which has been shown to effectively improve vitamin K status and activate extrahepatic K-dependent proteins, might prove beneficial for statin users says Dr. Hognivik, chief medical officer with Natopharma, which are the world, world leaders in vitamin K2 research and development. The study enrolled 98 patients, patients with established cardiovascular disease and a control group of healthy patients at moderate risk for CVD, cardiovascular disease and split the groups into statin users and non-users. Well, the results revealed that both cardiovascular disease and statin use are independently and significantly associated with vascular calcification. Among all the study participants, coronary artery calcification score was more pronounced in statin users than non-users. Wow. Researchers found the same among 
cardiovascular disease patients, and the controls. Moreover, the researchers found that statins influence vitamin K status represented by the activation of osteocalcin. Let me start that again. Moreover, the researchers found that statins influence vitamin K status represented by the activation of osteocalcin, which is a vitamin K-dependent protein. Inactive osteocalcin and the ratio of inactive and active form of osteocalcin were significantly elevated in statin users, indicating vitamin K deficiency. According to the researchers, statins also impacted the international normalized ratio and interacted with vitamin K antagonists. The statin is causing vitamin K deficiency, to put this in layman's terms. That's what we're talking about. It's causing, acti- uh, it's causing osteocalcin to become inactive, to not do its job. The statin their finding is causing this. These results are in agreement with the existing evidence about the positive association between statins and vascular calcification. In fact, a 2015 paper published in Expert Review Clinical Pharmacology stated that statins may act as mitochondrial toxins with adverse effects on the heart and blood vessels, not only via the depletion of coenzyme Q10, but also by inhibiting the synthesis of vitamin K2, the cofactor for matrix GLA protein activation which in turn protects arteries from calcification. So not only are the statins, we already know that statins deplete CoQ10. When you start taking the statin, a lot of patients tell us, oh, wow, I have a lot of muscle fatigue. I have more trouble climbing the stairs now, all of that. That's because your your CoQ10 is being depleted all over the place. And remember, CoQ10, ubiquinol, ubiquinone, ubiquinone is a constituent of the electron transport chain. Where is that electron transport chain? In your mitochondria. Your mitochondria. Your mitochondria are the furnaces, the powerhouses of all of your cells. And statins are mitochondrial toxins because they deplete CoQ10, the ubiquinone in that electron transport chain in the mitochondria. Now, this is very interesting because in integrative medicine and nutrition, we are looking to the cellular level of our chronic diseases, diabetes, heart disease, all of that. We are looking at what is causing dysfunction of the mitochondria. Hey, well, is it your statin that's causing the mitochondrial dysfunction? Well, guess what? On top of that, according to this research and that other research from 2015, a paper published in Expert Review Clinical Pharmacology, that they're also inhibiting the synthesis 
of vitamin K2. And you need that because it's a cofactor for matrix GLA protein activation. So I just find all this very interesting because in previous podcasts, I've talked about how your prescription medication may be causing nutrient deficiencies. I went through classes of prescription medications. Uh, if you want to find those earlier podcasts that you, you haven't listened to yet, go to drhoffman.com, go to listen, and look at the podcast index. You'll find me at Layla Ways In. You'll find those there. And I talked a lot about those in February and March. So look for those titles, and you can download them there. So this is how prescription medication, in this case statins, are depleting that we already know about CoQ10, but also vitamin K. It's so ironic that the statin is supposed to be protecting you from cardiovascular disease, from that, from that calcification progressing if you already have a calcium score, that it could be causing further calcification. I find this ironic. And now we know already that vitamin K is important for directing calcium to where it needs to go, which is primarily to the bones. It's also an electrolyte, yes, but to the bones. And away from places where it shouldn't be, like our coronary arteries, creating calcifications there, or causing suspicious uh, calcifications in our soft tissue, like our breasts, for example, right? That vitamin K is directing calcium to go to where it's supposed to go. And we used to prescribe, and we still do prescribe to some extent, 180 micrograms per day of vitamin K2. Well, the latest research is telling us it might be as much as 300. So 300, maybe 320, maybe 350 micrograms of vitamin K in a supplement. But guess what? Here is where you get vitamin K from your diet. Now, let me first talk about vitamin K1. There is a matrix of vitamin K. There's a vitamin K1, there's K4, there's K1, K2, K4. All right, so K1 is part of the, what I like to call the wallpaper. It's part of the umbrella, the matrix. You get that from all of your green leafy vegetables, pretty much, pretty much, your vitamin K1. And it's important that you're getting this from your diet so that you get K1. K2, you're getting from, here are the sources, meat, cheese, natto. Natto is a fermented soy, common in Asian cuisine. Some of you may be taking natto kinase as a blood thinner rather than taking a daily aspirin, for example, right? So um, K2, again, is from meat from cheese, and from natto. So if you're having a steak and a salad, you're getting K1 and K2. K4, all the question about K4, which sometimes you will find added in vitamin K supplements, your body is supposed to do the, that conversion for, to the K4 to K2 or something like that. So K4 is found to be a little less, way, actually way less important than K2. Again, eat your steak and your salad, eat your rack of lamb and your spinach and your arugula and your chard and 
all of that. Eat all of that stuff. It's all good for you. Now, the only folks who need to be careful about their vitamin K intake or should not maybe be taking a vitamin K supplement are those taking blood thinners like Coumadin. It's warfarin, warfarin, that particular blood thinner. So you have to check. Your practitioner should be able to advise you, but if you're taking Coumadin, you know, I, I've had a lot of patients come to my office and say, oh, well, I can't eat broccoli and kale and spinach and this and, and these vegetables because, you know, I, I, I'm taking Coumadin, so I can't, eat, I can't eat these vegetables. That's wrong. And you should eat those vegetables. However, here is how it should be instructed. Those particular vegetables needed to be eaten on a consistent basis, not more one day, less another, and not more than a couple of servings a day, which is plenty, which is plenty. So you want a consistent intake of those vitamin K uh, containing vegetables, right? That's what's important. Don't completely do away with it. I think, unfortunately, uh, so much mainstream medicine, so many people are being counseled to just not eat those vegetables anymore because you're on Coumadin. It's terrible advice. That's terrible advice because they don't know. And, you know, this is, a, this is another example of, hey, please refer to a dietitian. Please refer to a qualified nutritionist. Because we are the sleuths in looking at your medication and what it may be interacting with, what it may be, uh, what it may be causing deficiencies in, what nutrients it may be causing deficiencies in. This is all very, very important. And for all of us who have been taking calcium supplements, oh, since the 1980s for our bone health, right? Still here. Just like the low-fat diet that won't die. Take a calcium supplement. Take a calcium supplement. I've seen so many patients in my office. Well, my, my internist, my gyno told me, my gynecologist told me, well, I need to take 1,200 milligrams of calcium every day. And that's, that, that's all the information they were given to combat osteoporosis or to, you know, to stop the progression of osteopenia. Osteopenia really isn't a medical diagnosis, however. Okay. When you take all that calcium and you're also not taking vitamin K, guess what? That calcium may wind up in your coronary arteries and cause a blockage. You need vitamin K. You need vitamin D. You need magnesium. Also, if you're taking high amounts of vitamin D, you need to be taking vitamin K to make sure that that calcium is going in the right direction. Vitamin D is the bus that takes the calcium to the bones. The vitamin K is making sure it gets and stays into the bones. And magnesium regulates all of that as well. So all of this is very important to balance out. And if you're taking supplements to make sure that you have a qualified nutritionist reviewing all of that with you, and especially in comparison with your medications, to make sure there are no interactions, there are no deficiencies, and that you're eating the right way so all of these work optimally for your health, so you can expect 
the most successful health outcome. That is the reason to see a qualified dietitian, a qualified nutritionist, right? That's what I'm talking about. So this is important information. The fact that statins are problematic in that they cause, they may be causing this, this uh, vascular calcification. It's important stuff for you to know because not only should practitioners be talking about CoQ10 if you're already taking Lipitor, they also need to talk to you about taking vitamin K. And again, we thought the dose should be 180 micrograms. It should be that at least. But we're finding out more and more in the research that it might need to be more than more like 300. But if you're already taking a vitamin K2 supplement, supplement like MK7 and you're taking 180 micrograms a day and you're eating salad and you're eating steak and you're eating little, you know, little bits of cheese or something, or if you have dairy allergy, of course, you can omit that because you're still getting vitamin K from the meat you eat. You're getting vitamin K. Not to worry. And of course, if your digestion is good, if you don't have any inflammatory bowel disease or other malabsorption syndromes in your gut that may be causing deficiency in you, you know, these are all things to be assessed to see how well you're doing nutritionally. And that's what I'm talking about when I talk about the very, very necessary nutrition consult after you've seen your doctor, because you're not getting everything that you need from your doctor. And here is this case in point. I invite you to email me with your questions and topics of interest to radio program at AOL.com. And you wish to make an appointment with me. I'm available in person, telephone, telehealth via Zoom, even Skype if you wish. Call the office and talk to Liz. That number is 212-779-1744. And I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. There's never been a more important time to ensure your immune system is operating at its peak. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a new natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea. Future Farm's Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea is the first to combine these three powerful ingredients together. Elderberry is packed with antioxidants, vitamins, and may boost your immune system. Echinacea has been shown to activate chemicals in the body that decrease inflammation, and zinc activates T lymphocytes. Low zinc has been associated with increased susceptibility. For more information and order, call 888-841-7216. That's 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. This is Layla Mutin, R.D., I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.